You're listening to the Self Mastery Podcast, where we break through barriers holding you back from becoming who you want to be. Whether you're struggling with pornography, overeating, social media addiction, or just want to get better at succeeding at life, this podcast is for you. Now your host, Zach Spafford. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Self Mastery Podcast. It's another beautiful Mastery Monday. It's uh, Hopefully, it's beautiful outside where you are. It's beautiful outside where I am. I have been listening to some Christmas music, getting into the Christmas holiday spirit. Uh, I know it's early. It's not even Thanksgiving. I usually don't listen to Christmas music until after Thanksgiving starts, but I've decided that this year, I'm just going to do whatever I want because that's who I am. I'm living on the edge. So today we're going to talk about how my wife used sex to try and control me and boundaries. <laughs> and the title is not nearly as uh, salacious as it might sound, or the, the content is not really as salacious as the title might make it sound. But uh, in talking about boundaries today, we're going to specifically talk about what they are, what they aren't, and how to set boundaries that you can be happy with so you can move forward into having the relationship you want to have with the people around you. This is really for you couples who are dealing with pornography and are looking to create boundaries that will help you grow together and improve your relationship rather than separate and divide your relationship. So in discussing this, I'm going to just, you know, from the outset, I'm going to say I recognize that it's not always the man who uses pornography and it's not always the woman who needs to set the boundaries, but I'm probably going to stick to those lines for the sake of simplicity in this discussion. But know that I understand that. And even though I will talk about husbands or men as the pornography users and wives and women as the boundary setter, I get it. It's not always the way that it works, but that's how we're going to talk about it. Also, you can use these principles to set boundaries in any part of your life, not just with someone using pornography. If you need to set a boundary with your mother-in-law, you know, that she should call before, that she needs to call before she comes over. These principles also apply. Just, we're going to discuss it specifically in relationship to pornography because I want to give you tools that help you in that struggle. In fact, I'm going to give you three distinct criteria for setting a boundary, and I'm going to give you four questions that you can ask yourself every time you choose to set up a boundary so that you can understand, so that you can know whether or not that boundary is going to serve you or that it may, in fact, be a hindrance to you. So let's start with a story because I always like stories. My wife is actually a really wonderful woman whom I love and adore. She also used to try and control me with sex. And it wasn't always overt, and it really it wasn't usually something that was designed to make me do something that I didn't want to do. In fact, it was kind of the opposite. She was trying to get me to, do, to not do something. She was trying to get me to stop looking at porn. And I, I didn't really want to look at porn. I wanted to actually stop. It was, in her mind, it was always something that she would do to quote-unquote meet my needs. And I thought she was, by her actions, also meeting my needs. In her mind, my pornography problem was about con- you know, controlling how often I needed what you know, I think a lot of us ret- refer to as relief, right? Relief from my urges. Um, if she could interrupt my urge and give me the relief by engaging with me sexually, then she was helping me, right? She thought she was helping control my choice to use pornography. And as we went along, she would ask questions like, how are you doing today? In an effort to gauge where I was and if she needed to intervene, 
by providing me with an outlet, providing me with relief for that day. What she was really doing, in fact, was frustrating herself. And then she was also rewarding my pleasure center, or she was rewarding my lower brain for the disconnecting and isolating behavior that is, you know, her giving me relief, quote unquote, without it being true intimacy, without it being something that she really wanted to do. And there were two main things frustrating her. First was the fact that she could not, despite her best efforts, control my urges or when or how I acted on them. Whenever we try to control others, we we will inevitably find ourselves frustrated. That person will usually rebel. They will try to deceive us. They will find ways to get around, you know, the process that you've put in place to try and control them. Really, people are like water, right? They will go wherever their personal gravity takes them. It's pretty inevitable. Second, and I think really most importantly, is that when e- what each of us really wanted was intimacy in the deepest and most connected sense of the word, she was creating resentment in herself, and I was creating disappointment. And that, that's really that control that she was trying to exert is, is really the opposite of intimacy, Uh, Because intimacy inherently requires trust, and control requires none. So she resented needing to look over my shoulder to make sure I was making good decisions, and I was disappointed that the intimacy that I wanted wasn't really available in a resentful spouse. Now, don't get me wrong. When, I, when you and your spouse decide pornography is not okay in your household, then both of you should take steps to create an environment where viewing pornography is difficult, I'm, I'm not condoning pornography use by saying, well, just let your spouse do what they're going to do, right? I am saying, whether you are a man or a woman making a decision to intercede in the urges of your spouse in an effort to control their actions is not going to work out in the long run. And boundaries are not things that we use to control, each, control others with. So what boundaries are is really, really important here. And then one day, my wife came to me and she said, I am not going to be in charge of your pornography use anymore. I don't have the capacity, I don't have the willingness, I don't have the desire to track your every move when it comes to pornography. I'm actually going to stop worrying about it. It's no longer going to be my problem. Here are the things that are going to happen if you choose to use pornography. I'm not going to be intimate with you until I choose to when you use pornography. That's the boundary I'm going to set. I'm going to still love you. I'm going to still be your partner. I'm still going to try and help you get over this. But I'm not going to worry about your pornography use any longer. That was the moment that I became 100% responsible for my own behavior. And specifically 100% responsible for my pornography use. That was the moment that changed my life forever. When it came to becoming a new person, becoming the person that I wanted to be, and stop using pornography. So what are boundaries, and how can you set them so that you can grow together as a couple and, and you know, really learn to respect each other's needs and wants and desires and voluntarily meet those needs and wants and desires so that you have a more intimate and powerful relationship? So the truth is that boundaries are a key component of any healthy relationship. So if you think, I can't set a boundary around this issue because that is going to cause my marriage to break up or there's going to be some other very difficult or unpleasant consequence that's going to happen, you might be right, actually. 
but you have to be willing to set boundaries knowing that there may be unpleasant consequences and that this may create a rupture that could be very difficult to, to repair. When you set boundaries, what you're doing is you're choosing between feeling unhappy because you don't have a boundary, which could be a very long-term situation where someone walks all over you, or setting a boundary that you have to maintain, which will probably cause some short-term unpleasantness through the difficult interactions with the person that you're setting that boundary with who may not want to respect the boundary that you are setting. Effectively, a boundary is a line in the sand that you choose to say, this line isn't to be crossed. We have boundaries everywhere in our lives and in society. Your home, right, the, the house that you live in, has a boundary that you expect people not to cross. My father-in-law, <laughs> he has a pretty interesting boundary. His boundary is not just the outside edge of his yard, but if you park on the street in front of his house, he will go out and ask you to move your car. This is his boundary. Inherent in any boundary is the idea that if you cross the, you know, whatever line, I will do X. In the case of a pornography user, in my case, my wife had a boundary that if, that if I used pornography, she would not choose to be intimate with me until she was ready. That often meant that I had to wait until she initiated that intimate contact, kind of, you know, even holding her hand or, or even a little kiss, right? What some of you listening might be saying or thinking is that's not fair. My wife can't withhold her wifely duties from me. What, she, she can't withhold her affection from me. Or maybe you're the wife and you think, well, I can't not take care of my husband's needs. He'll act out more. Maybe. That's, that's for you to decide because when you set boundaries, you're setting them for yourself. You're not setting them for the other person, which means that they might choose to do whatever they might choose to do, right? That's, that's really for you to decide because when you set boundaries, you're setting them for yourself. When you set a boundary, you are taking care of and protecting yourself. So if your wife thinking, I have to take care of my husband's needs and give him sex whenever he asks for it, even if he just used pornography, that may be okay for you. But if you feel like you're being used or manipulated or are resentful as you do this, then I think it's time to reevaluate and set a different boundary because you're not protecting yourself. And as a result, you're doing something that creates bad feelings rather than build up the relationship. So you need to be really clear about what your boundary is. Most of us have a boundary that we won't allow someone to hit us. That's a pretty typical boundary. Or that we won't tolerate someone yelling at us. That's, that's also a pretty clear, unspoken, fairly normal boundary in society. We usually don't have to tell people about those. What we're talking about is boundaries that maybe someone has crossed, and as a result, it is time for you to be really clear at least in your own mind, as to what you will tolerate and stand for in your own life. This means that you'll be able to state that boundary to others should you need to. Usually we only need to say something about our boundaries when there's been a clear violation of the boundary. When it comes to pornography use within a marriage, a good example of this would be something along the lines of what I noted above. Once I had used pornography, it was up to my wife to initiate our next intimate contact. As the boundary setter, setting clear boundaries lets the other party know, this is what I will do if you choose to cross this boundary. Now, these boundaries are both physical in the sense that your body is your own and it's up to you to choose how you share it with your partner. And boundaries are also emotional. If someone comes into your house 
that you don't know and takes your stuff, the physical boundary of your home has been violated, but that the thing that sticks with people longer is the emotional sense that they are not secure in their space. Same thing happens when a husband views pornography. There's this emotional sense that maybe I'm not good enough for him or that I'm not the wife I need to be or I can't meet his needs. And you've got to process that. What that means is, as the person who sets that boundary, you get to determine how you feel without the boundary crosser dictating it. What that looks like in a lot of marriages where someone has looked at pornography is one party saying, I love you. I will not tolerate pornography use in our marriage. If you choose to engage in pornography use, I will not be intimate with you for one week or a month or until I choose within a given timeline, right? You need to be clear. So there's three things that you need to have here. You need to be clear. You need to be realistic. And you need to be willing to do exactly what you say you will. So in the case of my father-in-law not wanting people to park in front of his house, he can do exactly two of those three things. He can be clear. He could put out signs that say, don't park in front of my house. I don't want you here. He can be willing to do exactly what he says he will do. In other words, he can go out there and tell people all day long, hey, you need to move your car. You're parked in front of my house. Is it realistic for him to do that? No, I don't think so, right? So you have to set boundaries, especially in a marriage that meet all three of those criteria because otherwise the boundary won't hold up long-term. When you set boundaries, you are making a really clear request with a really clear consequence. I have one client that when his wife found out that he was using pornography, she stopped being intimate with him. And it's been over a year and he sees no end in sight. Now you might say, Okay, her boundary is that if you ever look at pornography, then we will live in a loveless marriage. That may be exactly the right thing for you. That may be exactly what she is choosing. But you also have to be willing to deal with the consequences of that, right? I'm not saying that that particular boundary is wrong. But when you put it up against the three criteria that we just mentioned, is it realistic, is it clear, and are you willing to uphold the consequences of it, I think it will probably fail in the long run, right? Is it realistic to continue a marriage where there is literally no intimacy? I don't believe so. The expectations here may be clear. You looked at pornography, so we will never have intimacy again. That may be very clear. And she may be willing to uphold that. And if that's the case, so be it, right? You know, that's, that's her choice. She's, she's an adult. and She can obviously set her own boundaries. But again, is it realistic? Is it clear? And are you willing to uphold and live with the consequences? And the joy of this is that you get to set them however it it makes sense to you, right? So if your husband comes to you and says, well, I looked at pornography, but I don't think it's fair for you to to withhold sex from me, then you may want to have that conversation with yourself before you have it with him. You may want to sit down and say, okay, what are the things that I would expect within this context that I can realistically expect that are clear to me and that I'm willing to uphold the consequences for. And then I would also have that conversation with him in, a, in real terms. You know, the goal here is for you to have a more intimate, closer, long-term relationship. It's to build, not to divide, right? So let's talk for a couple of minutes about what boundaries are not. Boundaries are not something that we use to control each other with, right? What that means is if you are trying to set a boundary in hopes that someone will stop a behavior, you will likely find yourself disappointed and frustrated. 
go back to the story that I told at the very beginning, which was, you know, my wife was trying her best to intervene in my urges. And so as a result, she was frustrating herself by trying to figure out, okay, at some point he's going to need release and I have to be there to intervene for that. And that was the boundary that she thought she needed to be at. But it wasn't realistic. It really wasn't clear. And in the end, it really wasn't something that she was willing to uphold, right? It's not realistic for you to step in and try to, you know, make your husband not need sex more than X number of times a week, right? That's not even really possible. That's, that's for him to deal with. That's for him to figure out. That's for him to, by the way, bridle his passions and, and learn to manage his emotions, right? And then it's not really clear because, you know, she was doing this dance where she had to like suss out on a daily basis what it was that I needed, right? She was trying to read my mind, read my emotions, read my body. That's, that's, that's impossible. That's, <laughs> you know, I'm a pretty transparent guy, but there's nobody in the world that knows what's going on inside my head except for me. And then she, in the end, wasn't really willing to uphold it. In fact, the reality is, is that most of the time when I talk to couples about, about this kind of interaction, right, this place where she's trying to make sure that he has his quote-unquote needs met so that he doesn't act out, it ends up becoming most often a conversation that's about resentment. She resents him for having to take care of him, quote-unquote, right? She resents him for having to be there like an emotional support blanket rather than a partner, rather than a friend, rather than an intimate lover and, a, and, and someone that you can rely on, not 50-50, but 100%, 100%. So we've already talked about the three criteria for a good boundary. Now I'm going to give you the four questions that I mentioned at the beginning that you should be asking yourself whenever you set a boundary, whenever you're ready to begin that process of saying, this is the line that I don't want crossed and this is why. So the first question is, am I doing it out of love? And I ask this question, I put this, I, I ask this question of myself and I put this in the criteria because the reality is, is that unless you're doing it out of love, it's going to be very hard to find a very, to find the happy medium within that boundary. You know, in the example of your mother-in-law showing up, if you set a boundary because you hate that witch, right? Like she's a terrible person and you're mad at her all the time about when she comes over, you're going to find that your boundary is really not a boundary. It's a block. It's a wall. It's an opportunity for you to push that person away. The same thing goes with your husband. When it comes to setting that boundary, is it about blocking that person from your life because they've hurt you? Or is it about finding a way for you to forgive and overcome this difficulty? And by the way, I'm not saying that you should always forgive your husbands. That's for you to decide. And we can talk about forgiveness in a different podcast. But if you want to have a continued long-term relationship, then forgiveness and divorce are both on the table. You have to be willing to say, I'm here because I choose to be. And so as a result, I'm going to choose forgiveness or I'm leaving because I choose to leave and divorce is what I'm choosing because I chose it, right? 
This isn't some wishy-washy middle ground where you're stuck. You have to be willing to say, I'm choosing my consequences, I'm choosing my boundaries, I'm choosing these things because I am a grown person and I have that right, right? And when you choose to set a boundary out of love, then you let go of a whole bunch of stuff that you, that you have no control over anyway, right? You let go of trying to punish the other party, right? Because you can't do that necessarily, right? You can maybe do some things that will hurt them, but you're never going to exact enough revenge out of this situation that you're going to feel great about it. So the second question that you need to ask whenever you set a boundary is, am I trying to control the other person? So I've already talked a lot about how controlling the other person is not necessarily going to benefit you. It's really not. It's not going to change the other person in the way that you might think you want them to change. They're probably going to rebel. They're probably going to do stuff that you don't want them to do just to kind of get out from under you, right? That's, that's just human nature. That's kind of what we do. But also, as the person setting the boundary, if you're doing it in order to try and control someone, you're going to find yourself extraordinarily disappointed and frustrated all the time because you don't have the ability to control someone else. And they are still going to be able to choose because they have agency. So you have to be aware and willing to let go of control and let go of your need to feel like you're going to be able to change the outcomes of, of their choices. It's not, it's not available to you. The third question that you need to be able to ask is, am I willing to follow through with my consequences? So if the consequence of your mother-in-law showing up at your door unannounced is that you don't answer the door and you ignore her, then are you willing to follow through with that? Are you willing to stay in your room and keep typing on your computer or stay in your craft room and building your quilt and ignore her at the front door? The same goes with your spouse. From the very dire consequences of if you choose to look at pornography, I will choose to leave you and will permanently end our relationship? Or is it something like what my wife and I had where she said, if you choose to look at pornography, we will not have intimate relations until I choose, until I am ready to initiate that process. Are the consequences something within your gift, right? Can you, can you actually execute on the consequences? And are you willing to do it? And this is really about setting yourself up to be trusted by the other party and to be trusted by yourself and live up to your own expectations, right? If you say, we're not going to have sexual relations or intimacy until I choose, and then your partner says, well, I need sex because I'm feeling the urge, and you give in to that even though you're not ready, neither of you will trust each other, right? And that's not intimacy, that's, that's, that's going to divide you in the long run because it's going to engender some resentment. So you have to be able to say within your heart and then again to your partner, no, I said until I'm ready, I'm not going to choose to initiate intimacy and I'm going to work to maintain this boundary. I'm going to work to forgive you and prepare myself to, to be intimate again with you, but that's at my choice. And number four, and this is crucial to what we were literally just discussing, which is, am I willing to deal with the fallout? What I mean there is, are you going to be willing to deal with your spouse being very upset in the short term about this? Because what you're saying to them is, I'm changing the way that we're playing the game. And a lot of times, especially for husbands who are 
used to dictating the terms of the relationship, sometimes to the detriment of that relationship, you know, there's resentment that comes along with the demand of sex on demand, right? And so you have to be willing to stand your ground. You have to be willing to be the owner of that situation. So boundary setting, it's not easy. And if you're not used to doing it, it might take you a little bit of effort to begin the process of understanding it. And it will almost certainly take some tweaking as time goes by. But if you'll implement those, really, it's, it's a total of seven things, right? So it, the boundary needs to be clear. It needs to be realistic. And you need to be willing to uphold that boundary. And then when you are setting that boundary, there, you, know, you need to consider, am I doing it out of love? Am I trying to control the other person or am I setting this for me to choose my own behavior as I go forward? Am I willing to follow through with my consequences? So am I willing to engage in the behavior that I've said that I'm going to engage in? And am I willing to deal with any fallout that comes from that? Because there almost certainly will be fallout. But this is one of those things where, you know, when you come to your spouse and if you do it in, in I think, a conciliatory and loving manner and you say to them, this is what I believe that, you know, this is the boundary that I've set for me. I'm not going to dictate your behavior, but I am going to ask you to respect my boundary because I am going to uphold my end of the bargain on this and you may get upset. Just know that I love you and that I'm not trying to make you upset and we will get through this, right? If that's the tone that you bring to this, then I think you'll succeed. But I also will say this will not be easy. It will be simple. Setting a boundary is Simple, it's not easy. I hope this has been helpful. If it has been helpful, please let me know in the comments below. Thanks again for listening. This has been the Self Mastery Podcast on Mastery Monday. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day I get requests from people who are looking to change something in their life. If that is you, if you need help overcoming your addictive behavior like pornography use, sign up for a free mini session at zackspafford.com slash work with me. That's zackspafford.com slash work with me. I'll put a link in the show notes for you to follow. Also, it would mean the world to me if you were to leave a review for us wherever you get your podcast. It'll go a long way to helping others find us. Thanks again.